monthly opportunity to check in with our good friend and farmer up in Jay, Florida, Ryan Jenkins. He is the owner of Jenkins Farms, and he joins us once a month to just kind of keep us abreast of what's going on in the farming world. Ryan, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Uh, we're doing great. By the way, Happy New Year to you. I am. Um, I feel fairly confident I can say this with uh, no chance of being wrong. You were glad to see 2023 go, yeah? Like no other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Very glad to see it go and hope we're going to be able to do it again. Yeah, and, and, and nothing at all like that one. That's 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 the idea. So in case people hadn't been tuning in and listening to us talk about this for the last year, but 2023 was awful for local farmers. Um, conditions made it so that crop yields were way down, way, way down compared to normal. They're you know, a lot of them, you know, went into debt as you as you had said it to me. Um, this was a you know, once in a while, once in a decade, something like this, and you're going to spend the next decade climbing out of this hole. Um, so bad that, you, and tell me what's going on with the planting right now. You're thinking about it, cotton. You might not do cotton this year. Well, I'm considering it. <laughs> you know, we spend a lot of time this time of the year. This year, we're sitting there staring at the wall, just thinking, "What just happened?" Yeah. <laughs> now, a lot, a lot, a lot of time this time of the year is spent on figuring, looking at what you did last year, trying to anticipate what the markets are going to be this coming up year, and and the input costs are going to be, and trying to see, you know, where can you make the most profit. So, a lot, I'm telling you, days of time and effort are put into this. It's not just to sit down in five minutes and say, all right, I'm planting this here, I'm planting that there. We'll have this many acres of this, we'll have this many acres of that. It's going to cost me this much, I'm going to make this much, and I'm done. It's never like that. This is an ongoing thing. And, you know, things are going to change again between now and actual planting season, which will start the middle to end of April. And, you know, something else is going to happen in the world between now and then that will affect the commodity markets. But as far as for everything right now, there is, on our farm with an average year, there is no way to pencil out a profit on cotton. We're going in the hole with every acre that we plant. And a lot of years, there might not be much money in cotton, but the peanuts will kind of help pay for it. But with all the money that was lost last year, we got to try to dig ourselves out of the hole. So this year, I'm looking at it as, if you're not making money on my farm, I can't plant you this time. So that's kind of where I'm looking at it, and a lot of other people are looking at it. Now, that's going to mess up our rotation. We've talked about the importance of rotation for our crops yeah. before. Um, that's going to mess up our rotation, but for one year or two years, it won't throw you off that bad. You just don't want to continue to do it year after year after year, or you'll ruin your land. So so that's, that's what's on my mind. I might... I might I might not be able to get away without planting a little bit of it, but, you know, usually it's roughly a little bit less than half and half peanuts and cotton. And so uh, it will for sure be a drastic cutback at a minimum this year. So I would you, I mean, would you just go full bore on the peanuts or is there some alternate crop that you normally do very little of that would take the place of all of that cotton cotton land? I would probably, um, I'm looking at planting more soybeans. You know, usually we have a, uh, a little bit of corn. That's not 
looking profitable this year either because the commodity and input prices on it as well. So this year it would look like would be very heavy on would probably plant the most peanuts we've ever planted in one season. But that's where it gets into you really can't. I couldn't plant all of my acres in peanuts if I wanted to because I don't have that much equipment to do that many acres. Okay. See, well, I'm I'm used to doing you know, X number of acres of peanuts, well, I don't have enough harvest equipment or capacity to be able to get my crop in in a timely manner in the fall. So that limits me, but I'm going to push it to the max. And that's that's um, what, I, that's what I was wondering. I was wondering how much, you know, it seems like if the if you could really go zero on the cotton, that all mm-hmm. of the equipment, of course, you have it, you know, that's that's not avoidable. But you at least would avoid a year's worth of wear and tear and maintenance and upkeep on that equipment, which seems like that would help you. But the flip side is you're going to put extra stress and strain and repair and upkeep and maintenance and parts and everything on all of your peanut-related or soybean-related equipment, right? That's right. That's right. So that's that's why I'm not planting even more peanuts is because I just can't physically handle that much with the equipment that I have and I don't want to buy more equipment because this is just going to be an anomaly year you know I'm not going to continue to do this every year so I need to plant as much as I can plant and still be able to plant and harvest with the equipment that I have max max the capacity out on that and the rest of it fill in with something else and so the biggest part of that fill in will be soybeans how um how widespread is this challenge for uh, cotton farmers in the U.S.? Is it just kind of the southeast? And, you know, I, what I'm thinking is if everybody else is choosing like you're choosing, of course, the bad news is that's going to cut into your peanut profit because it's going to be an abundant supply. But it also means that the, the, there might be shortages in the, you know, in the cotton um, and maybe the price is better for cotton because, of, I mean, I, you tell me, am I thinking about this the right way? You're thinking about it right, but just the way it's set up and and really the size of the American market, if we all just say the whole country said, you know what, we're going to show y'all we're not going to plant any cotton this year, period. It might change. This is just me shooting from the hip. It might change the market 10 or 15 cents per pound. <laughs> okay. It wouldn't just be like a... a, a complete drastic like oh my gosh the united states is not going to plant any cotton this year but it would help the market but it wouldn't just be a cure-all i got you. the market's settling out right now at around 80 cents and for us to be able to pencil in a profit it needs to be probably a dollar and ten cents okay. somewhere along that that neighborhood to 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 where you felt safe to where just an average year you right. know, now if we were to hit a grand slam this year and everything went perfect, we made the best cotton crop we've ever made at eighty cents. It probably would pencil out, but those those years are few and far between. You should you should never figure on that's the only way you're going to be able to do it. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you you can't bank on the best even only just breaking even. <laughs> like that's not a feasible way to run a business. I get it. Um, so you guys have got what wheat and oats are in, and um, mostly you're doing a lot of planning right now. But uh, you guys have uh, what Farm Bureau Week is coming up. Where you're going to go to Tallahassee and uh, it, tell them about all the good news from last year, right? That's right. Uh, Farm Bureau Day for us is next uh, next Tuesday. 
So uh, Farm Bureau leaders from across the state will descend on Tallahassee, and we get to talk with all of our political leaders there and, uh, you know, meet face-to-face with, with them and tell them, you know, some of our concerns and needs and, and find ways that we can work together to make ag better. So that's always a fun time and a, and a needed time. You know, that's those, those conversations with your political leaders are essential. So that's, that's, that's always an important time. There are a ton of other meetings going on this time of year. That's kind of right now you work on equipment and you work on relationships and you work on education, you know, a lot of continuing education type meetings with different grower organizations and things like that. So, even though we're not in the field per se nearly as much right now as we will be again in a, another month or two, there, there's still a lot, a lot, a lot of important work going on on the farm. And the, this last thing before we let you go, Ryan, is um, I know we've talked many times all year about you know how bad last year was. Is do you have a sense yet of how many people left the profession? How many farmers you know just gave up after last year? Was it many, few, none? Um, I don't know right now because really, you know, some of the money is still trickling in from last year from our, from our cotton, especially. And the other part of that is going to be, this is the time, (coughs) excuse me, this is the time of year that we get our operating notes, our operating loans from the bank. And, um, you know, people are, people are needing more money this year than ever before. So I think that some will be told, we can't help you, and they and they don't really know that yet. So okay. I don't have a good answer for you, but I can tell you I've got friends that I talk to on a regular basis from Texas to East Georgia and anywhere in between, and every single farmer that I have talked to is talking about how it's the worst year they've ever had. Mm. So mm. There, there's a lot of that going around, and uh, agriculture – really 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 took a big hit in 23 as a whole so it's 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 not good it's i'm not just poor mouthing <laughs> no um, i know and you're you're the you're the kind of guy that if there was real. good news you'd celebrate you know that's for you to be so uh oh absolutely you know, I, I know I and know the good news is. is a majority of us are going to get to do it again this year that's that's the good <laughs> that's news right. god's fared us through it and he'll i mean it i look at it like this at the end of the day no matter what happens if there's one profession in this world that's needed, it's farming. Absolutely. So I think God is going to take care of us in a way um, that will see us through hard times like this when, when we might not can see it for ourselves. Absolutely. Amen. Well, uh, Ryan Jenkins, he's the owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida, joins us typically the first Monday of the month, but just because it was New Year's Day last, uh, we decided to push it to today. Uh, Ryan, as always, thank you for what you do. Thanks for putting uh, clothes on my kids' backs and putting peanut butter in their mouth. I really appreciate that, sir. We'll talk to you again soon.